Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally. Voidware prohibited. Must be 18 or older to enter. No purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. Support for this episode is brought to you by Chirpy Bird Health IT Consulting. Their newly released book, MIPS Manual 2020, is available on Amazon now. This book is great for practice administrators and clinicians who need to keep up with the changing healthcare laws. Welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast, where with each episode, we hear from different women experts in the health IT industry. We like to hear about what makes them tick, how they overcome challenges, work they're proud of, advice they would give to other women in health IT, and much more. I'm Joy Rios. And I'm Robin Roberts. Julia Hu had a chronic condition as a child, and it was through her own experience and the care and attention provided to her by her parents, and her father in particular, that would inspire her to build advanced artificial intelligence technology that meets patients with chronic conditions where they're at, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We were so excited to learn about her skill set and knowledge, and think you will too. Let's take a listen. So Julia, healthcare is like a big complex puzzle. We know our piece of the puzzle in our day job through policy and regulation and value-based care. Tell our listeners who you are, what you're doing, and about your piece of the healthcare puzzle. Thanks, Robin and Joy, for having me. The part of the puzzle that we're trying to tackle is all around helping people struggling with chronic conditions or those at high risk of chronic conditions feel better and manage their issues or prevent these tough issues. I came about this as a real consumer of healthcare. I had a chronic condition all my life and it was undiagnosed for most of my life until I was 25. And ever since I was a little girl, I had these horrible pains and my dad pretty much had to give up his day job to take care of me. And he looked for specialist after specialist, couldn't find anyone finally found a pediatrician who became like my uncle. And Dr. Peng worked with me and him almost every week. Over 12 years, he changed my entire diet, my how I manage stress, how I manage pain, helped me sleep better, exercise in different ways, medication management. And through all of that, I got rid of around 95% of my attacks, even though he actually didn't know what I had. 
And so this 24-7 care team of him and my dad were extraordinary for me as a patient of a chronic disease. And I felt like if everyone could have this, you know, the hundreds and hundreds of millions of people struggling with chronic conditions, if they could have something like what I had, then their lives would be so much better. But there's just not enough doctors and nurses in the world. So about seven, eight years ago, we decided to tackle this problem with technology, especially conversational AI. And we thought that this was going to be a better way of approaching the difficult decisions that people had to make every day and to help them guide them along to better decisions to help them with their chronic conditions. Can you walk us through what it is that Lark does and what is maybe the user experience and what they encounter when they are working with your organization? Yeah. So Lark provides a 24-7 care team for anyone struggling with chronic conditions. So imagine it as a 24-7 real-time text messaging counseling for someone who either has trouble and is struggling with, you know, a little depression because it's a big comorbidity of chronic conditions. So they can actually chat with our LARC coach and the LARC coach will in real time provide, you know, just a little bit of cognitive behavioral therapy at 11 o'clock at night when they're struggling on a Saturday. Or if you're a diabetic, LARC treats type 2 diabetes, pre-diabetes, hypertension, smoking cessation, and general wellness. So prevention like weight loss, stress management, etc. So if someone is type 2 diabetic, we'll coach them on disease-specific nutrition counseling. So we'll look at their blood sugars and we'll, we'll see what things impacted that most. And we'll try to coach them to do things differently. So, for example, if someone had an orange juice and some granola in the morning as a diabetic, you know, we'll try to shift them from the orange juice to milk or something. So, essentially, we try to be there at every stage of the day, capturing passive data from their phone sensors, from the health monitors, the glucometers, the blood pressure monitors, from even their genetics data. And then we'll text message them at the right moments to give them small little interventions. You're providing real-time feedback to them. So let's say we had somebody that's doing weight loss. You can see that they've been sedentary over the last however many hours, 24 hours, 16 hours. Give us an example of what that might look like for somebody. Absolutely. So we do proactive nudges when folks are a little bit off their game and might need a little bit of a nudge. So as an example, let's say you are trying to lose weight and we had a client, a member who had bad knees and so couldn't really do a lot of uh, strenuous exercise. And so we just said, hey, just walk a little bit more than you did yesterday. And so we know how much she walked yesterday. And we know when she has some time to take her walks because she does it pretty regularly. And so 20 minutes before, we'll say, hey, almost time for your walk. And afterwards, we'll say, oh my gosh, that was 15 minutes more than you've ever walked before. Great job. And it's those tiny nudges that we feel really help someone get recognized for their 
effort. Because healthcare and behavior change is so hard, you literally don't get to see the effort translating into some actual result until weeks later, maybe months later, right? It's like, I don't eat the chocolate cake right now, and maybe in a week and a half, I'll lose a pound. <laughs> and so, so the idea is give them positive feedback right after the behavior so that we recognize their effort. Which is really basic behavior management and then yeah. the reward, the intrinsic or extrinsic reward. But it's nice that it's coming from an outside entity instead of, you know, I can look at my Fitbit if, I, if it's going off and say I hit my 10,000 steps, like, hey, good for me. However, it's nice to have congratulations from somebody else that is recognizing, hey, yeah. you did a good job. So I can yeah. see that would be a little bit, you know, comforting in a way. That's why I'm really excited because a lot of people say, oh, she's so funny. She's really gets me. And it's like someone has a friend, right? Ah, so is that, is Lark the persona? Essentially. Yeah, Lark okay. is the persona, and sometimes we even get love letters. It's really sweet. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So somebody is actually, so a patient would be engaging with Lark which is by name, et cetera. So, yeah. okay, wonderful. I didn't know, understand that. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the technology. You said a lot of it is driven through AI, which is really, has been a buzzword for a long time and is really now kind of, you know, if it's a crawl, walk, run, I'd say we're definitely getting towards the walk stage comfortably. There's so much more that can be done. It's a very long runway. But tell us about what you guys are doing from a tech perspective to make this possible or provide a personal experience. Our team is mainly technologists, from MIT and Stanford. And what we do is essentially break the problem down into a few pieces. The first piece is the medical interventions. We want to make sure that everything we do is medically sound. And so we automated a lot of the care protocols from the CDC, from the ADA, and our Harvard and Stanford faculty health committee makes sure that all of our text message interventions are actually based on those care protocols. So that's one piece. The other piece is we take data from hundreds and hundreds of sources, 80 or so health monitors, glucometers, blood pressure monitors, scales. We take data from your phone sensors, not just how many steps you've been taking, but whether you're walking, running, biking, driving, etc. Then we're taking data from all of the text messages that you text with Lark. So we use a lot of natural language processing. And then we're taking data from genetics and other sources. We work mainly with health plans, so we'll sometimes take eligibility files, claims data, et cetera. We take all that data, that allows us to really understand and create a behavioral map of each patient and when to intervene at the most convincing times. And that can be, you know, late at night when they're chatting with us on a weekend, but it has to be real time. And so, you know, that's how the tech is kind of pieced together. And I would say just in a year, we've had 355 million text messages back and forth with our patients. And it's really exciting because if those were real live nurses, clinical care managers, 
that would be 14,833 live FTE nurses and coaches. So we really feel like this is the one way to supercharge and expand the care, not take over a nurse's job, but just expand the care and compassion that we need for this big epidemic. Are you guys offering unlimited texting if somebody wants to, yeah. you know, talk all night? Absolutely. You guys are there? We are there. Sometimes people will chat, you know, actually, especially the older population. Loneliness is a huge issue for the Medicare population. And, you know, some folks will come in and chat with us 20, 30 times a day and have these four-minute, five-minute conversations. It's a form of connection, I think. Absolutely. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt, but we wanted to let you know about a way you can support Hit Like a Girl podcast directly. We've partnered with Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, as a way for us to connect with our listeners and fans in a direct way and ask them to support us so we can continue creating more great content like this episode you're listening to. Patreon.com is not so much of a one-time contribution, but more like a subscription to provide support to independent creators like us. Patrons who pledge even just $2 a month give us the stability we need to continue producing podcast episodes. In return for your patronage, we're offering virtual high fives, personalized thank you notes, and even shout outs on our episodes. When you become a patron of Hit Like a Girl podcast, you're supporting our channel directly, so we won't be making podcast episodes for some viral audience or for ads. We're making them for you, our listeners. This allows us to focus on topics related to women, healthcare, and technology. With your support on Patreon.com, We're able to spend that time having meaningful conversations and doing more great work that can positively impact the lives of other women in healthcare and tech. So join us on Patreon.com and let's make something amazing together. How do you measure kind of connection? Like we can put metrics around the number of things that are going on, but with the lack of association to maybe additional clinical information or a regular person that's a member of a plan you serve, you know, how do you translate that for the payer to really demonstrate your value? Absolutely. I mean, for us, it's really about population health impact. So not just serving the 2% of people that want to engage with a health plan, but as many people who need help. And so for us, it's really about enrollment, engagement, and then outcomes. We've seen essentially a linear correlation between engagement and outcomes, which is really exciting, which means that, of course, outcomes come much later, right? In six months, in a year, but engagement we can track constantly. And so we're seeing that because people engage with us more, that they trust us and the outcomes invariably come. And so let me share a few outcomes we've showed. Recently, our AI nurse for type 2 diabetes, we showed a 1.1 drop in A1C. Would you share with people the reference range for hemoglobin A1C that may not know? Sure, yes. Because that's significant. Yeah, so... Folks who have diabetes typically have A1Cs above seven. And at every A1C drop, we see a 21% reduction in diabetes-related deaths. So in six months, we were able to help the average population, the broad population drop 
the average amount of 1.1, some folks dropping as much as three and four points, um, which can really shift their daily life. That's an example. We recently, uh, Omron did a third-party study. Omron is the leading brand in blood pressure monitors. And they found that the Omron blood pressure cuff connected to the Lark AI hypertension nurse could provide an 8.4 point systolic drop, which is equivalent to 34% reduction in stroke and risk of stroke. So it's pretty exciting that we are seeing that engagement really leads to these types of outcomes. Well, and there's so much conversation around patient engagement. So being able to meet them where they're at, not necessarily in a hospital or ambulatory setting at their home. I mean, it sounds like it's exactly what the market is needing at this moment. Thank you. Yeah, I I really want it to be a delightful experience. And I know that healthcare is, you know, usually a drag. It's not something that people really want to engage with. So we try to make it more like a friend who's there. I was reading a tweet yesterday about how it's really people in relationships that solve it, not necessarily the tech and the process, but what Lark is doing is using tech and process to facilitate that relationship and that human touch, which is really awesome. So we have to get back to you. Lark is amazing and doing good stuff. Your dad and Dr. Ping take excellent care of you and you're feeling better. How did you come to actually do this? What is your background and your journey to get to that point? (laughs) Yeah, so I actually am not a technologist, uh, but I studied a lot of behavior change design thinking at Stanford. I was really interested in that space. And I also loved startups. So I remember interning for a GSB student at Stanford and just loved it. And so interned for, you know, seven GSB startups and started two clean tech companies. For those that don't know what GSB is, what is that? Sorry, it's the Stanford Graduate School of Business. Gotcha. And I started two clean tech startups and learned a lot and thought, I was going to start a third clean tech startup when I went to MIT because there were so many brilliant engineers and scientists around. And, you know, I started getting my chronic flare-ups again from my childhood. And I just thought, this is a huge problem. And if I'm going to dedicate my waking hours to something, I want it to be something that's meaningful and also personal. So that was eight years ago. And have you been, wait, so how long has Lark been, or how long have you been with Lark and how long has Lark been in Lark's existence? been around for close to eight years. Okay. Yeah. And we were in R&D for many, many years trying to create this AI nurse. When you work with the plans and you're doing this, does Lark get reimbursed from the commercial payers, from Medicare, from the VA? Because obviously you're providing a tremendous service with proven results, tons of KPI and analytics to back it up. Are people flocking to you? And are they reimbursing for this service that is serving such a great need to their patients? Yes, one of our programs is actually uh, fully medically reimbursed by commercial payers. So we are a CDC fully recognized diabetes prevention program healthcare provider. And what that means is that the CDC has created a certification program which 2,500 healthcare providers all across the 
country have applied to and received certification. Now, only about 8% of those, the top 8% in clinical efficacy and superior clinical efficacy get fully recognized. Recently, we were just fully recognized as a diabetes prevention program. And so we were able to scale our service to now become probably the second or third largest uh, DPP provider in the country. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Transitioning to our next question. You are tackling some of the biggest challenges that exist within healthcare, considering all the problems that are out there. If you could remove the barriers and solve just one, I know that you're working on it, but if there's anything that's going on that you're just, okay, I would like to fix this now, what would that be and why? Yeah, there's always a lot of barriers, but I would say that I'm a tech company person by heart. And so I really love scale. And, you know, we have close to 2 million patients today on our platform, but I would like that to be tens and tens of millions. And I don't know what piece would fully help unblock that, but I hope for more regulatory improvements where prevention and chronic disease management is really reimbursed. Right now, we have DPP, but type 2 diabetes, and I know there's a lot of uh, remote patient monitoring codes coming out. So I really would love that shift toward focusing on chronic condition care from a financial and regulatory standpoint, a reimbursement standpoint. That would be amazing because I think for us, that's the the last big barrier. Right now, it's still a long haul working with individual plan by plan, scaling it up. But you guys are working on that. So I hope you solve that. No, no. As I'm sitting here thinking about what you're talking about in the RPM, we know a lot about that. The, um, you know, really you're talking about a technology being certified to have that human touch. And I think, do you think there's do you think people are scared of that? Or do you think there's a lack of trust? I mean, you know, humans by nature will hit the terms of service to get to the next page in the app or through our iOS, right? But, you know, you start talking about that with consumers and that's that's a scary proposition. And I'm sure it is for payers too, because they've just always done it a different way and it's so ingrained. So, you know, it'd be great that Lark actually had an NPI, right? We do have an NPI. <laughs> So do you have it with all payers beyond the DPP? That's a good point. That's what I think of because that is a tremendous amount of patients being served right there. But I think it's unfortunate. And, you know, maybe there's not a code for loneliness, but the hypertension you bring up and so many other services and the way you're augmenting that and how complimentary it is. Yeah. To me, it makes sense, especially when you have the information to back it up or you have the blood pressure cuff study. And so... I hope your wish comes true. Oh, thank you. So in this crazy complex industry that changes every day and every hour, and especially being so tech savvy, how do you keep up? What do you read or listen to? I read the typical, I think, you know, a lot of people read, you know, Med City News and Fierce Healthcare. And there's just some great, very pointed healthcare blogs. But honestly, I feel like I am at work and working on this my entire waking hours that 
sometimes when I read, I just like to read for fun. And uh, so what helps you escape? Yeah. Yeah. I I just finished A Gentleman in Moscow, which was lovely. It was kind of a slow paced, but very beautiful, nostalgic book. I say read, but I mean, listen, because I have almost completely transitioned to audiobooks. You know, it makes a big difference because especially when you can hear the voice of the author. Yeah. You know, and, you know, listening to Michelle Obama in your years or Jonathan Van Ness or Oprah yeah. Winfrey or whoever, it's just so like, good. It's right? so cool that yeah. like you hear the way that they wrote the sentence and the way that they communicated. It's, it's pretty intimate. It is. Yeah, totally. Well, is there anything else that you would like to touch on? Because we have a couple of minutes. Is there anything that is coming up for you? No, I think, I think you guys did a great job in covering everything. Well, Julia, if people want to work with you or get involved with Lark or get in touch, how can they do so? We work with all sorts of large national health plans, regional health plans. Uh, we work with PBMs, large employers, and would love to work with anyone who wants, you know, infinitely scalable chronic condition management at a fraction of the price. And to get in touch with us, come to lark.com and fill out a a demo form. We'll get you a demo or write to enterprise at lark.com and uh, we'll have one of our teammates chat with you. Wonderful. Are you guys on the socials? Yes, we're on the socials. We're on LinkedIn and we do have a Twitter. It is Julia Who CEO. That's our handle. It's a little embarrassing. Someone made it up for me. So that's, yeah. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your journey and what you are up to. It's really a pleasure to speak with you. It is great to speak with you. Thank you. Thanks. And thank you for listening to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. If you want to know more about us or this guest, check out our website at hitlikeagirlpod.com. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes or simply tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Twitter or Instagram at the handle hitlikeagirlpod. Thanks again. See you soon. Thank you to Chirpy Bird Health IT Consulting. You can find out more about them at www.chirpybirdinc.com.